Hey guys, it's Andrew here. Just wanted to drop in before the show starts to let y'all know about an offer we have with ExpressVPN. I know you've heard us talk before on the show about ExpressVPN, so I will cut to the chase, but basically, if you are not using a VPN to protect and secure your data online, you're not doing online right. In addition to, you know, just being able to watch TV shows from other countries, that's pretty much the thing that I use it for the most. Um, Anyway, I will give you guys the call to action really quick. You can protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET. You can visit our exclusive link expressvpn.com slash trust, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash trust to learn more. Look, look, they're rising, they're rising, they keep rising, the pole. There's nothing we can do to stop them. These readings are unprecedented. Shut it down, shut it all down. What do you mean the whole thing? Shut the whole economy down. There's going to be riots in the street. I don't want to panic. This can't Everybody's going to die. Everybody, go ahead and snack spaghetti sauce at a store. Initiate Operation Warp Speed. Commence the political dampener. Damn it, Jim, I'm a comedian, not a political science major. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Hey, how's it going, guys? Here we are back at it after a uh, short hiatus there. After uh, giving thanks, I guess. The week's kind of run to get... Was it after Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, in, uh, we're in holiday season where everything yeah. slows down and people have stuff going on. We took two weeks to give thanks because we're extra yeah. thankful. Yeah, extra thankful. And uh, yeah, quite frankly, yeah, like you said, Ian, there's just not a whole lot going on, which I guess is... It's weird, but that should be a good thing that we don't have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, But yeah, here we are, episode 57. We're back to talk about the chaos. And yeah, shit's still fucked. But uh, yeah, what do you got over here? What are we doing? Yeah, I figured today we would, you know, it's getting into that like dark, deep kind of wintry season where the skies are gray all the time. So I figured let's do just, just some some light stories today. I know a lot of times on here we say like, hey, let's cut through the bullshit, cut out the minutia, get to the real story. But let's just do the bullshit today. I got a few of those. Um, Yeah. You know, it's the most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) We should we should we should, like you said, give thanks and uh, have fun and and appreciate Mm -hmm. something for once. You know, (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate that. That amidst all that, some funny shit did happen. The first uh, first of which that I have is that our old pal Devin Nunes uh, the one who was, I'm sure the most of the listeners will remember him, I hope. He, he's the one who was like in some, some congressional hearings over kind of the Russiagate type stuff or whatever we want to call it. And then was like seen like running across the White House lawn to go like inform Trump immediately. He's basically like the best little boy, like the goodest lapdog that you could ask for. Uh, anyway, he is quitting. He's not going to run again. Uh, in his Senate district or his uh, district in California, uh, in favor of becoming the CEO of Trump Media, which I thought was an interesting career move. Yeah, I mean it makes sense because you know I 
I am of the opinion that we're probably going to see Donald Trump be our next president after Biden. Um, Same. <laughs> and uh, it just looks that way. It looks like that's the way things are going. So, but I think also like if you want to be on team Trump, it's better probably to be in like a hired position than an elected position. And so it makes sense why, like, cause even if he doesn't somehow even, even run or, or somehow runs and loses again, even if that doesn't happen, he's going to have a loyal audience for a long time. So there's, mm, there's, yeah. that's just a, a cow that, that's, you know, begging to get milked. And I think that, um, the more any of these people, um, realize that and realize that like, Hey, this, this, um, you know, political sip, sink, uh, this political ship could sink at any point, mm-hmm. but there are people who are Trump fans. Oh yeah. It, it's mostly we can, that we can make it a rock star thing and not a, not a president thing. Yeah. I think, I think that's kind of what, where his head's at. If, yeah. I, if I were to guess it's, it's definitely a lot of that. It's uh, interesting to note, it's not unimportant, that due to redistricting, which happens, you know, after censuses, uh, his district that he currently represents was, is going to be a lot more blue at the, uh, I guess, next year would be, uh, 2022 would be when he's up for re-election. So, yeah, not unimportant <laughs> that he probably was going to lose that election. Um, and to your point, too, You said a really important word when you said hired by Trump, but get that shit in like duplicates on like get that in ink because if you're a contractor for him, he's going to stiff you. If you're like Rudy Giuliani and you're just like doing like legal services and being like, yeah, he'll pay me later. He's going to stiff you. Yeah. So this seems like a good career move, but historically like working with Trump, uh, well, doesn't always end well. Yeah. I mean, maybe the the move is that it's not like Trump directly paying him out. Maybe it's, there's more infrastructure in place with it. I don't know. I don't know what the organization of this Trump media is going to be. I mean, yeah, I didn't even really think to, to look into or make too many notes on it, but just as a concept, I, I can't imagine like everything they've tried has really failed to get off the ground. Like he bankrupted a casino in Atlantic city is the classic example. But I mean, like, didn't he, he started, he started at least, one or two social media had like several attempts at that. And then he had like the, from the desk of Donald J Trump thing that quit doing that. So like Trump media, uh, lowercase M in that has not historically done very well here in the last little bit. Yeah. What's so anything Trump media done capital done M, well. I, you know, Ivanka because well, nepotism. So yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, I, it's it's such a weird thing because it's like it does feel like his his sort of influence is waning a bit. Like it, it like you, I will say it's nice. Like I don't, I, I definitely have you know, and I've said this before. I don't have um, any love loss with, with Biden. I'm not like I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a Biden stan. Right. Yeah. I voted for him out of obligation, not out of respect or anything like that. <laughs> and he, he's, uh, you know, I, I kind of hoped he would do the bare minimum and I don't think he's even doing that. So I, when people say, get mad and scream like, fuck Joe Biden, I, I don't, I, I'm, I, it's hard to argue against that, you know? Right. Um, but I do appreciate the fact that I don't have to hear about Joe Biden every day. <clears throat> like, mm-hmm. I like, I like <laughs> that aspect about him. So it's, you know, the prospect of, of yeah. getting Trump back is scary, but like, I don't know. It's just, and also it's, it, it's weird that like, I don't know. It, it, it feels 
it, it feels so long ago, yet not. Like, it feels <laughs> yeah. so long ago. So it's like, it's, it's weird. It's almost like, well, maybe it'll be different this time. It's like, no, <laughs> Ian, we've been through this before in many of your failed abusive relationships. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not going to be any better this time. But he time. says he's changed. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. I don't know. It's, 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 it's a hard thing to talk about because I don't know. There's so many unknowns. Like, there's so many unknowns. Like, maybe Trump doesn't run again. Maybe. Maybe like, not. So, I mean, and I think I've even mentioned this in older episodes back when we first started, but like, I, I've always heard the conspiracy theory that the only reason he even ran for president was to get the publicity to launch a, a media company. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that all this is happening now. And so maybe, he, maybe the fact that he's getting all this stuff together, because I mean, if he does run again, what's he going to do with Trump? If it's called Trump media, they have to like change the name. He has to step down. I mean, he doesn't have, like, he proved that you don't have to divest like your interests, like, when he won the last one. Yeah. Because historically, every president had done that, but I, I think it wasn't, like, codified into law or something, which maybe they should do since we have power for another year. Right. That's, that's it. Uh, well, we being the Democrats, I'm not one, but, you know, the, the relative good guys have power. I've heard that... Should uh, codify that or something. But. I've, heard, I've heard that Joe Man- Manchin is starting to make noise like he's going to become a Republican, which, I mean, he's already is, but... <laughs> he makes those noises every time he opens his mouth. But I mean, like actually saying, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think that maybe the, the you know, being a, a, a West Virginia Democrat isn't isn't enough. Yeah. That kind of thing. Under every still image of Joe Manchin, there's like one of those things in brackets that says makes Republican noises. <laughs> no, but yeah, maybe we should be honestly rooting for Devin Nunes and uh, Trump Media, capital M, because if it goes off gangbusters, like you said, maybe he won't run again. Yeah. Maybe he'll because. He's lost. He lost a lot of money. I'm sure he made money under the table while he was president. But since then, it's been nothing but lose, lose, lose. So if it does well and he's making money on it and he looks at the books and he's like, oh, this is way better financially than the presidency. And I still get to go out and do like rallies or, you know, just broadcast myself to the fucking nation. That's a better financial move. Yeah. It's I mean, just his pride that would get in the way of that's, it, I think. And, that, and that's the thing where I'm, I'm almost certain that, like, well, and also that, and it's, what's weird, and, and like, you know, I I don't watch the news, like, religiously, but I, I pay attention to, uh, you know, uh, I try to watch at least, I, I would say, three hours of news per week, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to get vaguely familiar with everything that's going on. And it seems like there's this sort of this like glaring shortage of viable candidates on both sides. Like there's no one who's like a rock star that everyone loves. Yeah. Cause like, I know that like Biden's approval rating is tanking. Uh, Kamala Harris is basically done. I don't, if, if Biden runs again, I don't think she'll be his running mate. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think he will, but I, yeah, I don't know if she will either. Yeah. Well, if she runs, there'll be other, like it, it, the, the Democrats won't just give it to her. There'll be other people in the party, like going for the nomination. Too. I hope, I hope they won't, but yeah. Mayor Pete's probably pretty likely to do something like that. Yeah. There's like rumors of like, you know, it's not necessarily infighting, but that they're kind of like both vying for that spot next and everything. Well, just cause her, like if, if she was popular, no one would quit, you know, you know, one would question right. it, but she, yeah. because she's so unpopular, like, can she win an election against Trump? No, she can't. So who could? And so that's what they're desperately scrambling for. Uh, the Republicans on the other hand, Anyone else other than Trump that gets put up against um, a, a somewhat viable Democrat loses by most polling standards. So it's like they are in this desperate situation where, like, we, we need to convince Trump to run again because it's the only way we're going to get power back. Mm-hmm. But um, Or, like, figure out a different message or figure out a way to just captivate people the way that he did. And the difference is is that it's all these 
um, you know, people who learned through the old system that are trying to, that are adapting to the, the fucking wild card that Trump was and knowing how to like calculate and do that you know, not, not non chaotically. And I don't think, I don't think it's possible, but I think there, yeah, you got, you got a lot of like next Trump's like, uh, oh, who's like the Florida Ron guy? DeSantis, Ron DeSantis. Yeah. And I, you know, he, so, but he, but he's also part of the political system. So it's like, it's obviously not authentic. It's mm-hmm. obviously a play less of an outsider candidate. And yeah. So I don't know if it goes over the same way that if, if I don't know if, if, if the people that believe that Trump can do anything, believe that anyone under Trump's, you know, banner can do anything. And I don't think they do. I don't think that, I think it was something about Trump himself. Yeah. I, um, just got back from Knoxville today, actually. And when, uh, when I drive around up there, so the, the radio station I listen to here in town is 98.7 shout out, I guess. And, uh, up there, 98.7 is talk radio and it's like conservative talk radio which I forget because I usually listen to my phone on the way up or whatever. But then when I'm in town before the Bluetooth links up, it's conservative talk radio. And I usually intentionally leave it on because I'm like, I want to hear what these folks are talking about. And actually, I get, it was the last time I was up in Knox and driving back because it was late night and it was a weird fucking just moment. But I was listening to conservative talk radio, as you do, driving down 75. And the host on there was doing like his the end of the show, kind of his like last little editorial bit. Uh, and he was saying that he hopes that Trump doesn't run um, pretty much for reasons that you just outlined, because like he liked the, uh, I guess, agenda insofar as there was one. But he didn't like how Trump couldn't get it enacted because he was always just clowning around doing foolish shit. Yeah. Um, so he wanted like a more serious candidate. But basically with the Trump agenda, which, as we've outlined on here, is, you know, is not great. A little on the fashy side for my taste. So they're all in support of that agenda. Just I, It was surprising to me because like every time I listen to that station, and there are multiple times, it's usually just them like filleting Trump on air. It's, you know, it's bad. <laughs> so to hear him actually say, I hope it's someone else was, was a weird moment. Well, I mean. But I think a lot of people are hoping. It, that. It's got it's there, there's there's got to be some watershed moment at some point where people figure out that like I mean I'm you know so I I never voted for a Democrat for president before Biden and he doesn't make me feel great about that decision and it, it makes me it, it doesn't make me think that like well it's the left that's bad it's just the Democrats so I I do wish we ha- could get someone else like I wish we could get some that was viable you know and that didn't have to work through the system so that's why I do kind of like you know what Andrew Yang's proposing with the forward party where the whole party principle is restructuring the way elections work and he's like e- if there's a democrat or a republican who is pushing for that and actually means it and we believe in them we'll throw our support at them too we don't it doesn't have to be a forward party candidate but someone who is running under the forward party banner you know that their core issues are, you know, ranked choice voting and, uh, you know, voter access and, and all these things that basically fix all these things we always talk about that are wrong with our system. And, uh, you know, and I don't necessarily think Andrew Yang is going to be the guy that gets it done, but I just like another voice in the choir, yeah. you know, because um, and, and I, I, that's been that's been why I liked the libertarian title for as long as I did, because it wasn't one of the main two, because I've always felt that there's issues with both of them. Um, I'm more open to, like, exploring the democratic perspective than I used to be, but I don't like the way the part, it, it seems like it's two parties with different rich friends and they're both basically like working to help out their set of rich friends. And it's like, 
because we, we, we often talk about like the 1%, like it's a hive mind, but they're individuals. They're probably the fiercest individuals. So it's like, it makes sense why like some of them back one pony and some of them back another, but regardless, mm-hmm. whoever's back in the pony, the pony is not racing for any of us. And that's, that's my whole gripe with the whole system as it is. Yeah. Yeah. The democratic party might be like just, it might be doomed. It might be I think fucked. It is. I think it's done. I because think... it's it's all just like hand-wringing, no action. It's like, oh, these things are terrible. Oh, Roe v. Wade is going to get overturned. This is terrible. Whatever shall we do? Oh, well, we're not the Republicans. That's the entire strategy is not the fact that they're not Republicans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not a winning strategy. If you don't act on anything, and they never do. They never do. Like, it, And the fact that they aren't making any like leftward progress, I guess means that the GOP is just like running rampantly like right which we've seen mm-hmm. obviously and it, it's it's and bringing the Dems with it honestly people always talk about like the squad it's okay there are five progressives five progressives out of however like 200 something <laughs> people in the in the house that's not a huge number they get outsized media coverage because Fox News Newsmax all them love to hate them and I'm glad that they get that coverage and, you know, in some ways I'm glad, but it's, yeah, the, the Democratic Party is fucked. And I used to think that about the, the GOP in 2016 when Trump was their candidate and I was like, this party is fucked. I thought that like towards the end of the Bush era and like once, once uh, Barack Obama, I think won his second term, I was like, yeah, we'll probably never see another Republican president. Again. Yeah, same. Boy, Especially the demographic wrong. trends and things. Like I was like, yeah, there's no way because Republicans aren't even trying to court these demographics and you definitely need them if you're going to win. Yeah. Boy, was I wrong? <laughs> well, it's like, it's, it's just like, well, the, the, the Democrat party, you know, pauses itself as the party for the working man, but they just don't ever show that. Mm-hmm. And like the Republicans act like they are, but they don't ever show it either, but they act like, Hey, look, we're, you know, the small town, you're, we're your people, you know, like, yeah. And so it's like this weird sort of dance where neat, it, it, Neither one is, is they're both playing to the same base sort in a way, even though it's, I, I would say demographically a little different, but I mean, you're, I'm, you're finding out all kinds of stuff. There was a recent poll, I think that came out in the past week that showed that like, I mean, the, there's a rising tide of like uh, black male Republicans and Latino Republicans. Um, they also like far and away hate the Latinx thing. Like that's a white people thing and they wish we would leave it alone. <laughs> Some people are mixed. Yeah. Yeah. But, that, but, but like all the, like the recent polling is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, that. yeah. So it's like, uh, so it's like, and, and you got to think about like, okay, well like, I mean, probably like the more metropolitan people are probably more open to things like this, but then the more rural, but then you look at like the way that things have happened and we do have a lot of rural Hispanic people in this country. So it makes sense why they would want, you know, they, they want small town values and the Democrats come in and say, we're on your side, we're going to help you out. And then what do they get? You know? So then, you know, it's it's a weird, weird situation that we're in where it's like, you know, the the the, the easy titles to say, ah, oh, Trump's a, a racist, you know, and I, I believe that that's probably pretty true. But he has he's getting a lot of support from people of other races because they're like, well, I don't care if he's a racist. He seems more capable than anyone else who seemed, you know, seemed capable before because mm-hmm. he I mean he talked a lot of shit, whether he got things done or not is beside the point because he never stopped talking shit. So you never couldn't notice that he maybe wasn't getting everything done that he said he was going to do. Yeah, he got some like good prison reform things done. I mean, there's obviously 
miles that need to go on that. But and like this is un- you never heard about it. This is unpopular. <laughs> and look, and I'll and I'll, I'll I'll actually take Biden's back on his ordeal that similarly, but. I like the fact that we got out of Syria, and I like the fact that we got out of Afghanistan. I don't like having troops all over the world. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they were messy, and, yeah, they probably could have been done better, and that sucks, but I like the fact that both of those things were done. So I think Biden was treated unfairly about how Afghanistan went down. I think, mm-hmm. you know, Trump – it's not – I think Trump was treated unfairly, but I think that Trump could – you know, fart the wrong direction and it would get negative media mm-hmm. coverage. So it's hard to say on that one. But I ultimately I think that it's it, it was a messy, you know, ripping a Band-Aid off of a situation, but the Band-Aid had to come off at some point. But that's just that's just my take on that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm just generally against war. I think the less war yeah. that we have, <clears throat> it's probably better. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, anyway, keeping it light. <laughs> no, um, what, you had a, a couple... Fun topics. Well, do we want to go? Do we want to do the um, the the um, I guess what do they call it? The fluff now, or do we want to save that closer to the end? Because the one I got's a little crunchier. It's um, so it, up to you. I got. I we'll, got. Do, we'll, we'll we'll stay. We'll keep it a little heavy and then lighten up towards the end, so everybody can go have a nice holiday. I think <laughs> is the, the best way to do this. Um, so it came out. Um, well, hey, there's been a bunch going on with Twitter, and that's kind of the the the. Um, main onus here is uh jack dorsey stepped down as their ceo and i can't remember the new guy's name i didn't look that up but uh i didn't do know that he released a statement basically saying that he is not concerned with the first amendment which is scary but at the same time kind of makes sense because twitter is a global platform and the first amendment is an american law so i kind of i kind of can see the logic behind that kind of statement um but it is alarming to hear, you know, when you're like, hey, we need more platforms that for free speech and not restricted speech. Um, I actually filled out a, a, a survey last night asking me about like from Twitter, asking me about how I feel about like how much, you know, political stuff I see in my feed and what, what I like to see more and, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And um, I went ahead and filled it out because I'm like, I mean, I don't know that it'll do anything, but at least I tried. Um, but uh Shortly after this guy's taken over, there's been a bunch of stuff going missing on Twitter. Um, one is the Ghislaine Maxwell trial tracker, which is a weird thing to have go missing to just get because they, they said we're not going to ban bots. We're just going to be picky mm-hmm. about the bots we allow. But why would that be one of the ones? Yeah, that's weird. Um, but the other one that's very suspect is there was a bot that was tracking um, Nancy Pelosi's uh, um, investments and her stock trading and things like that. And that's all public information it's legal mm-hmm. to you can get it off of a website so like reposting it somewhere else isn't a crime it doesn't violate any sort of like privacy laws or anything like that um her being a, a you know a huge public figure it's I, I would say that that's in the public interest to know you know where where she's putting her money but um it, it got taken down and it's it, it's against her interest to do that because you know it she wants if everyone starts making the same investments that she makes, then her returns are going to be, you know, smaller and smaller, smaller chunk of that pie. Um, and that's, I think what it was, was like, man, she's making so much money. Let's see what she's stocks. She's buying. I'm going to mm-hmm. buy those stocks. You know, she, the, her financial advisors are probably way better than like the website I signed up. For. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, that happened and um, it's just really suspect and weird, but um, now AOC has come out and, made a statement saying that she doesn't think elected officials should be able to own stocks. Now I'm a guy who likes freedom, but I also think that once you assume a role of authority, you now have to live by a higher and different standard than the 
um, average civilian. And so I think I'm with AOC on this one. You know, I don't, I have a, um, a weird back and forth with her on different things, but this is one I think that she gets it right on, and I'm glad she's a voice in the in the crowd on it. Yeah, I feel like I've been preaching on that one for years. That just seems like common sense. Like, Yeah, no argument here. But I agree with AOC most of the time, so yeah, no yeah. surprise. Well, it's, it, it, it's, 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 you know, I just don't have a I always agree with anybody sort of thing. It's right, like I'll yeah. hear everything out and I'll think it out on my own. And sometimes things just don't click with me. But uh, that's one of that does. I found that during the pandemic, I was pretty much lockstep with everything she was saying. But mm-hmm. it was before that that I had like, so I'm like, well, I would need to see more on that. And, yeah. Wasn't uh, a fan of her present vote, but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, I don't think it'll happen. Because, like I said, there's five progressives in all of Congress, right. basically. But I just I, I I think it's weird that Twitter's taking this stuff down too. Like, I mean, I yeah, I, I yeah. kind of know, like you know, like I mean, I get like maybe you want to like limit the um, stuff that might cause a, another January sixth or something like that. But you know, how do you limit that and you know limit everything else? Like, do they give a reason when they do it? I'm not no too familiar Cause, with because it's just that the it used to be a, a Twitter account you could go visit now when you go it just says this account is not active so. oh, okay right so it just pulled down uh i didn't know if they made like any kind of public statement since there's been so much fucking uh talk about it and everything the people who run those bots may have i didn't see anything about that but they they may have like put out a statement about it saying like because they would have gotten an email like said here are your violations but um mm-hmm. i don't know that they did because i mean mostly like with a bot you just set it and forget it you know so I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. It's 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 it's. I don't want to be like conspiratorial or anything, but it just seems weird. It seems like, you know, Nancy Pelosi would probably be in a position to reach out to someone like the CEO of Twitter and probably. say, "Hey, this is problematic for Nancy me." Nancy Pelosi, senator from California. Yeah, <laughs> where, yeah, Silicon mm-hmm. Valley's down the street. So yeah, so it seems it seems weird. The Glenn Maxwell thing is, I don't. I, I'm trying to, you know, ration that out in my head. Uh, I mean, mostly because it's like that's. That it's not hard to get news about that, so I'm less worried about that one. It's just weird that it got taken down. It makes me wonder if maybe there was something else. That that one was weird in the first place because like one of their first tweets that you know I guess maybe they threaded everything or I don't know, but their earliest tweet was uh, something about this is the official account to follow this. Like the media is not reporting on this. Blah blah blah. And everyone who saw that tweet was like, wait, no, the media is reporting a ton on this. Like, what? So that part just struck me as odd. Yeah. Not necessarily, I don't know, it's a bot, so. That might be considered disinfo, <laughs> though, if you're saying, like, look, you can't yeah. see this anywhere else. And yeah, yeah. And it's like, it could well, be. you can, because it's, it's literally everywhere. It's, it's a big, huge story. Um, you know, it's, I, I don't have a whole, like, lot to say about that other than just, like, it's, it's, weird that i, yeah, I the think, whole thing's weird yeah yeah, it's, it's weird and and I, I do think i don't like the idea of you know we always hear about like oh well you know politics are in bed with the corporations and stuff but like when you think about like okay but they can own stock which is literally owning a piece of a company and then pass legislation that affects whether that company prospers or more importantly whether competing companies don't and i think that's really where i want to see i want some mm. really hard-hitting investigative journalism to take a look at that and see, like, let's see what if, if like, okay, we know what stocks, you know, these senators own. How do they vote on these issues mm-hmm. that would directly benefit them versus ones that would directly hurt them, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, maybe they shouldn't get to do that. Maybe you, like, I, I you know, it, it seems weird to me that, like, 
they get like you know their salary, which isn't much. It's not it's not bad, but it's not much. It's one hundred twenty a year, one hundred ten a year. But they make so much more money from like other things. And yeah, it's like that shouldn't be the case, right? Yeah, when you look at their houses, cars, all that shit alone, the private jets, all of it, and then like people get onto Bernie for like buying a secondhand car or something like yeah (laughs) or like or like buying a second house it's like yeah i've been working and making about 110,000 or equivalent you know with inflation and changing that four years and i've saved up enough to buy a second Mm -hmm. house lots of people have second houses not us but you know Mm -hmm. it's not that out of the realm of reason yeah i mean i think it's probably (laughs) is is bad optics but like yeah yeah i mean but I mean, yeah. To, to the main point of, we know what their salaries are because that's public info. Like you said, Nancy Pelosi's. Uh, almost said the other Nancy's name. Nancy Pelosi's stock picks or whatever are. So I don't understand. I don't know. It's dumb. <laughs> the whole thing's dumb. Let's burn it down. It's just yeah. dumb. We need to. We need to um, go in and yeah. Basically, fi- I wish we could just fire everybody and be like, all right, everyone, you had a good shot. <laughs> if you want to run. For one of these offices, you can't have been involved in this at all. You know, if we want to go in there and have a president fire everybody, have I got the candidate for you? <laughs> you fired. Yeah. I was say, <laughs> is he? Is is that a famous catchphrase? It might be. It might be. <laughs> uh, what? Or I've always heard that all you got to do, really, to fix everything is just uh, spike the coffee in the, in in the Capitol building with LSD. And the... oh man, man, that would be amazing. <laughs> God, can you imagine some of the, yeah. like, the shit that, like, Lauren Boebert says already? <laughs> <laughs> or Marjorie Taylor Greene, old Marge? Yeah. What if we saw, like, a weird shift where, like, some, like, very conservative people, like, had ego death and were like, it's all a lie. Everything's Actually, yeah. a lie. I've changed. I'm, I'm, you know what? From this day forward, you know, I'm, I'm going to start a farm in Portland and fucking. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, but then you got some, like, you know, Democrats who are like, no, Thanos is right. <laughs> <laughs> we got to kill half of these people. <laughs> oh, God. Um, speaking of shit, Lauren Boebert says, <laughs> figure that's a good segue into that one. Uh, she was ca- I, I not even caught. She was like taped and she knew she was being taped mm-hmm. for this. Speaking at some like it looks like a, I don't know, high school cafeteria or something presumably in Colorado somewhere. I didn't do any more research than I fucking had to on this one. Cause I just watched the videos, <laughs> but um, uh, she's on, she's up in front of a crowd of supporters and she's talking about, she's telling this story of her and Ilhan Omar at the Capitol building. And she said, I don't remember exactly how it goes. I think she said Ilhan was already in the elevator and then she kind of came around the corner and got in the elevator or no, she was walking toward the elevator and she saw a security guard or like one of the Capitol police like running, rushing up to her to like stop her. And she was like, what? And then she turned around and saw that Ilhan was in the elevator <laughs> and she was like, oh, whatever. She doesn't have a backpack. It's fine. And got in the elevator. Um, that's broad strokes what the story was. None of that happened. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I didn't think it did. I, it felt like well, the, the way fuck? she told, I, I, I heard, I saw the video of her actually telling the story. It sounded like she was doing like setup punchlines. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm. I was going to say as a comic, like, yeah, you, you can recognize that. But and it was very like, I mean, still as first setup punchline stuff, it was like, it was like a nothing story 
for a joke, one quick joke about like she didn't have a backpack, so she's not trying to blow us all up. Uh huh. Like, it's exactly that too. And further speaking of that, like a comic would do, she has apparently told this story before, so she's kind of you know workshopping it. In other words, but the other time she told it, uh, there was no Capitol Police officer rushing up to her, and I think it was like. A member of Ilhan's staff was also in the... There was a third person in the elevator or something. So she's workshopping it a little bit. Try and get that, like, old-timey racism down. And, you know, she says it to a... a, Well, honestly, not a huge room. Not a packed crowd. Mm -hmm. But a bunch of people that that it gets a big old laugh from, for sure. Um, I mean, that's basically the gist of that story. Other than she... She called and left a half-assed non-apology voicemail, apparently, and then said that she had, like, spoken to Ilhan and that they, that they had, like, made up or something. We're cool now. <laughs> yeah. We're BFFs. We're going out and getting our toes done together. Yeah. And then, which, like, is the kind of, like, pathological lies that it's like, you know, people can just ask Ilhan Omar if that's factual or not. <laughs> or, like, did you get any such call? Like, did this happen? What? No. Elon Omar said, um, no. <laughs> she has not apologized, or at least not sufficiently. Um, it's just, I don't know. There's a whole lot tied up in Lauren Boebert. Her husband is like a sexual predator who showed his dick to kids at a bowling alley once. What? Did you not know that? No. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he has been arrested. He's been arrested more times. Fuck. No, it wasn't him. It was somebody else. But he's been arrested at least like four or five times, which... Mm. I, you know, there's a rehabilitation aspect to it, so maybe he's better now. But one of the things was he showed his dick to, like, 16-year-old girls in a bowling alley in, like, 2003. And, uh, I mean, maybe you know, that's maybe, all I... What the <laughs> fuck? I don't want to victim blame, but maybe it's Lauren Boebert's fault. It probably, probably. I mean... I don't, <laughs> uh, yeah, she's been arrested several times for various stuff, too, but... Which, again, doesn't automatically make you a bad person, but if you're going to talk a certain way and about certain shit, like, you know, it's like, you know, people can look this up, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just, man, the thing about it is, it's like, if it, it, would be, it would be easy just to be like, oh, fuck these people, I hate them. Which I do, I'm not saying that, but like, it would be easier just to be <laughs> like, fuck these people, I hate them, if it would just feel, felt like it, like, they, if they had a full-on sense of malice about it. But because it's so, like, folksy and sort of matter-of-factly about it, it just comes off as super tacky. And it makes me, like, it's less that it's like, makes me anger, angry and it more that it makes me cringe just really hard. Either way, it's, like, dirty and I want it <laughs> out. But, I, like, it's the weird, like, it's less that I'm, like, this is fucking evil and we have to stop it. I'm more like, ooh, ooh, get rid of it, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all I got on that one. But if, I'm sure if you Google Lauren Boebert racist, you'll find plenty of other stories, too. Listener. <laughs> hey, well, I'm curious now. <laughs> you want me to move on to the, the fun story? The, the real, this, is, this one's a lot of fun. I'm really excited about it. Up to you. I got a f- couple more I wanted to touch on if you wanted to save it, or we can hit it now. I just didn't know. If, did you want to close on it? or? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's, I want to get to it. Let's just get to it. It's very fucking <laughs> silly. Um, oh, shit. Did I lose it? I might have lost it. Okay. So I, while, I'm, while I'm searching it back up, because it's right there. Um, so a person tweeted. I can't remember because I had the tweet up, but I'll, I'll find it. Um, a person tweeted that um, 
Yeah, here it is. It's classically Abby on Twitter three days ago said, uh, this is Madonna at 63 and it's her, uh, the picture of her in uh, like scantily clad and she's in a bed. I think she's got a boob out. It's covered by a heart. Um, and then the other picture is this is Nancy Reagan at 64, you know, with her family all, uh, you know, conservative and nice. Uh, trashy living versus classic living. Which version of yourself do you want to be? So that went out and got viral. And then um, someone posted this. I don't know. It's a clip. It's a screenshot from an article. So I don't have the actual article. But this is uh, apparently if you do some fact checking. According to Kitty Kelly's biography, Nancy Reagan was renowned in Hollywood for performing oral sex. Just say yes, Nancy. In the days when she was Nancy Davis, was known to give the best blowjob in town. Not only in the evening, but in offices. Mm. That was one of the reasons that she was very popular on the MGM lot. It must have made her very well popular with Ronnie as well. Um, Nancy Reagan apparently was the throat goat. Nice. She was apparently um, <coughs> the best there was at a given. She she has a particular set of skills. <laughs> you know. Now I, I will say it's funny because they're like they're like this is Madonna at sixty three and this was Nancy Reagan at sixty four but like, I mean, I bet Nancy was still fucking. <laughs> like honestly, this makes me like her more. <laughs> so yeah, it, like, it's, it's like. <laughs> It's just funny because it's like get it. <laughs> it's the most backfiring of slut shaming that I've ever seen in my life. Where yeah. it's like someone tried <laughs> yeah. to slut shame someone, and it's just like, oh, by the way, sluts are everywhere, dude. Now that <laughs> sex I'm is fun about and it. feels good, turns out it's <laughs> turns a pretty well kept secret of like when do old ladies stop sucking dick. <laughs> That's a pretty well kept societal secret. No, like, let me tell you something. I'm I'm a, a, a son of a bitch on the internet. Um, it is not that is not that well kept of a secret. Everyone likes to fucking suck. Everyone likes to fucking suck. It doesn't go away. The only time it goes away is when you can't do it anymore. As long as you can fucking suck, you're gonna be fucking and sucking. I'm sorry if this is a little coarse for our our language. This is more like the kind of way I talk on my show, but uh, that's just the truth. Yeah, Nancy Reagan. Um, it makes me wish I had a time machine so I could go back and see. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> if I can maybe. I can't. Oh, that was a good one. That was a fun one. I saw the, I saw Nancy Reagan trending on Twitter, and I saw a few of these tweets, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Because Eve Six guy tweeted about it. Um, like turned the lyrics of uh, "I would swallow my." It was like. Nancy Reagan would swallow my gobs. I don't know, like suck on my knob. Like, uh, uh, true though. She, and she the, yeah. I mean, well, uh, uh, it's I, I can't say it's true, but I'm saying that <laughs> allegedly Nancy Reagan was the throat goat. Hey, she she all power. <laughs> she gave dome. She fucking. <laughs> Can I say something real bad? Y- y- sure. Yeah. I wonder if she spit or swallowed. I mean, she had to swallow. Mm. That's she wouldn't have been the best if she spit. That's that's always a kind of like a oh okay, I guess you can do that. Where, when she just like takes it like a champ, you're like, I respect your uh, your resolve. <laughs> <laughs> I know it wasn't easy. I don't want to do it, but you know, you did it, and God damn it, I love you. <laughs> All right, Nancy. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Work the don't, nah nah just just. You know, use your hand on the shaft. Work, work the balls, Nancy. Work the balls. <laughs> Sorry. 
Sorry, yeah. everybody. I'm going to use that as a drop later. That's what you isolate get. Isolate that. That's what you get for doing a show with me. I think we got that clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we knew the risks. <laughs> um, all right. I don't even know uh, what, what to move on to after that. Uh, other than hmm. oh, the Fox News Christmas tree caught on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fine. I don't. I don't like care. Fox News. <laughs> I don't love Christmas. I definitely don't love the Lord. Well, I don't got. I really don't have much beef with like Saturnalia, which is where the tree actually. I was gonna comes say, from. yeah, it's a it's a tree. It's like I don't know. It's a. There were a lot of takes on it though. One of which. Uh, was said by in that video that I sent. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, one of which was I think Ainsley Earhart. I think I'm saying it right. On uh, I don't know whatever Fox show that. Oh, Fox and Friends, I guess, because it's those two fucking douchebags. But uh, she had like a really interesting take on exactly what a Christmas tree does represent. All right, I'm gonna play this clip here. But think about it. Who, to Ainsley's earlier point, who sets a Christmas tree on fire? It's a, it's a tree that unites us, that brings us together. It's about the Christmas spirit. It is about the holiday season. Uh, it's it, about Jesus. It's about Hanukkah. It is about everything that we stand for as a country. Freedom and being able to, to worship the way that you want to worship. It makes me so mad. Like, well, it does, it, but it goes to the larger issue of safety. And we have been talking for a very long time. <laughs> this city has gone south when it comes to safety. We don't oh, there it, there it comes. There it comes. Okay. We don't safe, feel safe when we go home at night. It's just one of those things. And when you when you look at that symbol, and you know, so many, and we were talking about this yesterday, how through the years, people, thousands, hundreds of thousands of tourists, yeah, they were, I, they were right, guys. It is a war on Christmas <laughs> and Hanukkah too, apparently. Yeah, the Christmas <laughs> and freedom tree. and Jesus. <laughs> Basically, she just said, she was like, "Christmas tree equals America." Also, yeah. Hanukkah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it represents Jesus and freedom and the holiday spirit. She just she, I I love like how much you can track the the, I don't know if you could track it via distance, like the thoughts entering her brain and then coming out her mouth, like how little time elapses or something between that like she yeah. has no idea where she's going with that sentence but she boldly goes <laughs> where every fox blonde has gone before pretty much and then he goes but to the greater issue of safety i'm like well thank you why is this guy being reasonable and then he goes i don't even feel safe in my city anymore i'm like okay yeah <laughs> then they talk about how they don't feel safe coming in and going to the office they have a black car service for damn sure right yeah, yeah. like there's no way that like they're out after midnight just like fucking run into the bodega and i have to catch get, a cab like, here every day no no they got they got people for that shit so yeah that was uh that was that was her take on it which i thought was pretty interesting especially the throwing hanukkah in there I think she just got to Jesus, and then she was like, oh, wait, I need to be inclusive, this forgetting that what she was talking about yeah. in general. Well, it's like, it's like I, I imagine that, like, I don't know who all sits on the board, but I imagine that it's, it's, it's fairly diverse. It's probably not all, you know, one type of person. And so, like, they probably caught, you know, being the, the network they are, they, I imagine they've caught flack for having a few different angles, so they, now they probably have to watch it. And so, like, make sure you don't trash Hanukkah, okay? And they're like... <laughs> Yeah. Like it would be funny if she's like it represents everything. It represents Jesus and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. And yeah. <laughs> I think that's where she really forgets that she's talking about a tree, the Christmas tree. Yeah, 
Because then she, because that's when she leads into like freedom and democracy or whatever. Like, it's a thing that I remember being a tradition when I was a kid, and that all gets lumped into the same Americana shit, you know. So it, it, yeah, it's frustrating. I wish people were smarter, especially people that get big, loud microphones like that. But you know, mm-hmm. you know. Speaking of dumb people that get big, loud microphones for things like this, Tucker Carlson uh, had an interesting take on it as well. Uh, I'm not going to read this whole article, but uh, one thing that should be known and that, and that is in this article is that uh, the NYPD arrested 49-year-old unhoused man Craig Tamanaha in connection with the fire, but they don't believe the act was politically motivated. Um, basically, this guy, I think, yeah, he's been charged with arson before. Uh, I think he's just a dude that likes burning shit. And he saw a big old yeah. He saw a big old tree, and he was like, <laughs> "I mean, like, here's the thing: is it, it? It may not have been. It may have been both. It may have been like I'm gonna burn something, and might as well be this. It could be. Um, I I, I, I want to know, know what other stuff he's burned. What if it was all politically motivated? What if he's I don't a? Know, but po- it's all awesome. <laughs> yeah, burn the statue of Robert E. Lee. I'm they start burn- looking back, and they're like, "Wait, no, there is a definite pattern here." <laughs> Um, uh, but anyway, this was Tucker's take on it. Uh, this isn't just a matter of people setting fire to balsam firs. A Christmas tree is a symbol. It's a symbol of a specific culture. It's a symbol of the much-loved tradition that is hundreds of years old. Okay. But above all, it's a symbol of a religion, in this case, the world's largest religion. Torching Christmas trees is an attack on Christianity. By current standards, destroying someone's religious symbol would be called a hate crime. That's a category much beloved and meticulously chronicled by the Biden Justice Department. The DOJ can tell you precisely, it's skipped down because it adds, the DOJ can tell you precisely how many Korans were burned last year in the U.S., but they don't keep track of Christmas trees. Why is that? Well, because they could care less. <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? Do, pe- do we burn Christmas trees a lot, like out of hate? No. Uh, no, it's not a thing. And a lot of people took issue with, He says they can tell you exactly how many people burned Korans last year. Can we? First off, I have no idea if the DOJ could tell you that answer. Can I go to? Can I just go buy a? Also, last year it was Trump's DOJ, so probably not. Like, can I go to like the bookstore in the mall and get a copy of the Koran like pretty easily? I've never tried. Probably. And I could just go to my woods and burn it, and no one would ever know. You could do that. Yeah. You could. Don't do that. I'm not gonna. It's a lot of work. I don't waste the money. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy a religious book. Yeah, that too. But yeah, no, it's just like he's comparing the Koran, like the actual holy text, to a Christmas tree. Yeah. You can compare the Koran and the Bible, sure, that makes sense, or the, you know, another religion's holy text. Mm-hmm. Well, like, but a tree that, like, like you said, started as what, Saturnalia? Or, and, and also, he's talking like, about burning religious symbols. Whose audience is more prone to burn a cross? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just being real. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who, Worth like, pointing out. A lot of Rachel Maddow <laughs> fans out there burning crosses on people's <laughs> front yards, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's there's a definite um, Venn diagram for that. Tucker Carlson had to fire a uh, fucking writer for being a Nazi, and he knew the guy was a Nazi. <laughs> he was posting, like, shit on HN. I don't remember if we covered it or not on here, but... Yeah, guys, so he only had kind of to, a piece of work. So but. he only fired him because he got caught. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> right. he got found out, and he was like, "I had no idea." It's like bullshit, dude. Yeah, you, yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I got like one or two more fun ones. Did you have another thing? I'm I'm wiped. Uh, I got. I mean, let's let's just go. I got. I can ramp. Uh, okay. We'll end on a good one. So there's a Starbucks in Buffalo that uh, voted just their store voted, and they are the first one in the country to unionize. Mm-hmm. Which hopefully is an exciting new trend, not just for Starbucks stores, you know, around, but which should it should make it easier for I mean at least other Starbucks stores to yeah. also like hey, let's sign up like we want we want to join with you and because mm-hmm. I mean like honestly I I mean we talked about it on this show for the past like four episodes but I think like the the thing we're seeing in the in the workforce right now and the the, the rise of, of of workers striking and stuff is is mm-hmm. vastly overdue. And uh, I just like to see it. I like to see it. It's good. It's good. It's uplifting to see that, like, hey, the little people are making their voices heard mm-hmm. against the, the power structures. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it was. I think there were two, two Starbucks in Buffalo that did union votes. The other one, it got voted down, like twelve to eight, I think, twelve against. Um, and then this one, I, I was trying to find the number just now, but I, I can't find it in this article. But know, I think it was like 19 to 7 or something. Do you know if they're like, because I, I don't know this for sure. I just kind of assume the worst. Are there any like really big companies that actually have a good reputation for like how they treat their workers? I think Starbucks historically has at least been seen that way. Yeah. I don't know behind the scenes, but like they do offer benefits, especially like if you're in management yeah. and stuff. I had a friend years ago. I mean, this is maybe 10 years ago, but she would rant and rave about how much she loved working at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Like, they're paying for my tuition, so on and so forth. I, I want to say I've heard things about Trader Joe's, like if you work at Trader yeah. Joe's. I may be wrong about that. I just shopped there for the first time, and it had a pretty good experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, nice. We'll talk afterwards about that, because um, I want to know. I haven't been to one in mm-hmm. years. But, uh, yeah, I know a couple people that work at TJ's, and they seem to really like their job. Not the new one, like people that have been working at a different one for right. years. But, yeah, I can't think of any... I guess Aldi, but you don't really hear nationally about Aldi that much. Mm-hmm. But locally, I, I think they like they give good breaks, like benefits and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So while keeping everything hella cheap, so I love that. And I guess Starbucks is probably the most ho- high-profile kind of shining example of that, or whatever. How yeah. much of that's true, I don't know. But I remember before we ever had a Starbucks here, I took a, a band trip in uh, high school. We went to uh, Toronto. And that was the first time I've ever been to like a, a pretty, I mean, I've been to Atlanta, but like not been there for a specific purpose and never just a sightsee. So this is my first time in a larger city sightseeing. And um, it was the first time I've ever, ever, ever been exposed to, oh, like the jokes about a Starbucks on every corner are legitimate because <laughs> they are ev- like every like two minutes driving down. You're like, oh, there's another Starbucks. There's another Starbucks. Mm-hmm. There's another Starbucks. I think they've dialed that back a bunch. I think they had to close a bunch of their stores at one point, but it seemed excessive. It seemed like, why are there so many of these? Like, yeah. Do you, do you really need one everywhere? I mean, I guess like if it's super convenient and people are used to seeing it, it's only going to like, you know, especially if you don't have to go very far to get one, it makes, it makes some sense, but I was going to say, I mean, I guess the fact that they did it is proof of concept or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, all the stores like stayed open or I'm sure some closed, but like you said, I guess lately they have kind of dialed it back. At least on building new ones. I don't know if yeah. they close like old ones that are close to each other, but well, the ones around here are like standalones, where it's like where, mm-hmm. I, where you know where I saw them was in Toronto. They're all like on you know street corners mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff like in in apartment buildings or right. like yeah, 
Yeah, I know there's, uh, it's not, it's Dunkin' Donuts, not Starbucks, but there's one spot in Boston where you can stand and you can see, like, three. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Near that, government center. Those, those, yeah, going up to the northeast, I did, I do remember seeing significantly more Dunkins, but, mm-hmm. than, I, than I'm used to seeing. But they stay open, so there's something to it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we got a couple down here. Yeah. Mm. But, no, yeah, I was, uh. Happy for the Buffalo workers. Get them Buffalo bills paid. Yeah, let's, uh, I mean, I hope it spreads. I hope uh, hope more um, people feel comfortable to speak truth to power. Um, you know, fight. Don't don't settle in life. Like, you know, I think we were talking before the show, but I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. I think I feel 2020 robbed a year of my life, and it, mm-hmm. it's given me a lot more drive and purpose than I feel like I've had in a long time because it's like, Shit, I'm only getting older. Like I, I gotta do. I gotta do. I gotta live a life that I want to live, and not like try to just get by. You know, it's and so I know that not everybody's in a position where they can do that. But I think like that's the thing. I mean, I, I can't just up and quit my job tomorrow. But like mm-hmm. I'm now like now that I know that's kind of what I want to do, I'm working towards it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's what I think everyone should try to do. So this holiday, you know, be with your loved ones. Think about what you're thankful for, and look for how you can. Um, live the life that you think you really need to be living. And that's really the best advice I can give anybody. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my take on it. <laughs> no, I think that's a good note to end on. Should we do the socials or I don't know how we are on time or, uh, yeah, we're about at an hour. Oh, we're only at an hour. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Time flies. Wait, Evidently no. me not talking. I got 30 minutes. I didn't <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I thought we could end on a fun one, though. Uh, I don't know if I have any more fun ones. Uh, I have I mean, here we written, can Russia is going to invade Ukraine, but that's not a fun one. I don't want to I mean, we can that. end it here. It's, we, don't, <laughs> we don't have to. Yeah. Mm. I, I typically shoot for an hour on my show, so it's not like it's not that weird for yeah, me. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, let's do the socials and we'll close out. Cool. Yeah, so follow us on everything. Well, on Instagram and Twitter at In Chaos We Pod. Follow Ian on Instagram at Scenic City Slaughter or Scenic City's Laughter. Uh, follow his solo podcast at Boomer Meme. Boomer Memes Pod. Boomer Memes Pod on uh, Twitter and Insta. There's no Twitter yet. I'm not really worried about Twitter. I should right. probably do that, but I think I fucked that up last time too. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like my Buffalo Bills joke a minute ago, which I'm still regretting. Anyway. Um, you can follow me at Darth Plato on both. Oh, I skipped Ian's Insta, which is no, you didn't. No, I skipped your Twitter. <laughs> oh, I am Sharp Official. Yeah, at I am a Sharp Official. Uh, yeah, follow the main podcast at Brew Chat. Chat with two T's. Join our um, Discord. Join the Discord. Yeah, the link should be in the show notes. Discord um, is the future. Let's 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 get rid of the Meta Corporation and. Yeah. Instead, give all our money to Discord. Yeah. But honestly, yeah. Come join us in the Discord. Like, we have pretty good conversations with, like, you know, a few people that pop in there. Um, We'd love to get, like, more involved with the community. So I'm going to start popping in there a little bit more myself. Um, But don't wait for us. Go ahead and start conversations. uh, Post funny things you find. You know, there's it's it's pretty well sectioned out. Yeah, I do want to get a community started. And it's not, like, all politics either, necessarily. Like, we have sections for gaming and music and, uh, you know, what are you listening to? What are you reading? What are you, whatever. What are you watching? A lot of TV show talk. A lot of clips that you can kind of, like, I don't know, see where our head's at Mm -hmm. or what we're looking at that week, too. Yeah, I try to share, like, you know, the the stuff I get exposed to that I find particularly interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is a fun news article. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, join us there. The links in the show notes and on the website. Uh, and yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. And I wanted to promote, uh, it's kind of a new venture. It's the first time I'm promoting it, but we're about there. Uh, but yeah, if you want to produce your own podcasts or need like consulting on podcasts or need a studio to record in, or you need logos for your podcast or whatever, go uh, check out H2B Creative. I'm running the podcast studio over there, and uh, if you need to get shit done, come check it out. That's about all I got. Is that it? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will uh, see you guys next week, or I guess maybe, is that the holiday? No, I think that's the week. I think next week's good. I'm good to go next week. Um, And then, yeah, so we'll see you guys next week. Shit is still fucked. (laughs) 